0: Hello, this is Ayush from NewsLaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. It is Thursday, June 11th, and with nearly 10,000 new cases, India is on course to overtake Britain in the global list of countries worst affected by COVID 19. Today marks the ninth consecutive day that the country reported over 9,000 COVID 19 cases in a single day. The death toll rose to 8,102. The United Kingdom, which is the 4th worst hit nation, has over 2.91 lakh cases. The number of recovered cases exceeded the number of active cases again today. Over 1.41 lakh people have been discharged as against 1.37 lakh active cases. Although this might be a great talking point on TV news channels, total recoveries and the total number of active cases are not comparable metrics. Total recoveries is an accumulated number. It accounts for everyone who has recovered from the disease since the start of the outbreak. Active cases, on the other hand, are only those that have been infected during the cycle of a coronavirus infection, commonly understood to be 14 days. India has tested more than 5 million people for COVID-19 since the beginning of the pandemic. Almost 1.5 lakh tests are being done every day. Addressing the nation on the occasion of the 95th annual day of the Indian Chamber of Commerce, Prime Minister Narendra Modi today said that the country must resolve to turn this crisis into an opportunity. He said that India is fighting multiple challenges along with COVID-19, including floods, locust attack, earthquake, adding that the country needs to take steps to ensure that products which are imports from elsewhere are manufactured at home. The Hindustan Times reported today that thousands of workers in West Bengal's Mushidabad districts are queuing up at medical centres to get COVID-free certificates so that they can return to their workplaces both within and outside the state. So far, about 10,000 of the 3 lakh workers who had returned have gone back to other states after taking the medical certificates. Mushidabad is among the biggest contributors to the migrant workforce from Bengal. These days, people in different community blocks of the district stand in long queues outside government health centers to procure fitness certificates, a document that is helping them return to the very states they had to return from during the nationwide lockdown. The Supreme Court on Thursday took note of 35 children testing positive for COVID-19 in a government-run shelter home in Tamil Nadu and sought a status report from the state government including steps taken to protect the remaining children. A bench of Justices L. Nageshwara Rao, Krishna Muradi and S. Ravindra Bhat also sought status report from different state governments on steps taken to protect children in shelter homes amid the pandemic and also compliance of its April 3rd order in this regard. Islamic seminary Darum Ulum Dioband has postponed its academic session till further orders due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The Muhtamim of the seminary has issued a notification stating that due to the spread of coronavirus, the institution has closed till further orders and has asked the students not to arrive at the seminary premises at Dioband. The Indian Express reported today that the Tamil Nadu government has ordered a COVID death audit in Chennai after it came to light that not less than 200 fatalities suspected to be linked to the infection did not make it to the state's official toll. The estimate is based on a preliminary assessment of the city's corporation records. Tamil Nadu had reported 326 COVID deaths till Wednesday evening, including 260 within Chennai city limits alone. Officials blamed the mismatch on a procedural lapse since there was no system of reporting deaths recorded in Chennai's corporation registry to the government on a daily basis. The state's health secretary, Bira Rajesh, said that a nine-member reconciliation committee will look into all such cases and denied that the government had fudged the numbers to show a lesser toll. Incompatible data is only one blemish in a galaxy of problems in India's response to COVID-19. One of them is procurement of the Personal Protective Equipment Kit, or the PPE. Only last month, a doctor in Vishakhapatnam in Andhra Pradesh was stripped and beaten by the police when he complained about the shortage of PPE kits and N95 masks. At News Laundry, my colleague Nikita has reported on a slew of mishandlings that led to India's procurement of PPE kits. The report is titled, A Series of Missteps, Why Did It Take So Long for India's Healthcare Workers to Get PPEs? You can read it on newslaundry.com. There are other reports, interviews, and podcasts on our website. There's an explainer that Meghna produced on whether India's prolonged lockdown, one of the harshest in the world, has been effective. Please check it out on our website. And if you like it, do click on the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. Our cheapest subscription costs only 300 rupees a month. Please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. A protester who attended a Black Lives Matter rally in Australia's Melbourne last weekend has tested positive for the coronavirus. The health authorities in the country have stated that the person may have been infectious while attending the June 6th march, and authorities are undertaking contact tracing to ensure any close contacts are tested. The man was wearing a mask during the protest and wasn't showing symptoms at the time. The rally attracted an estimate 10,000 people who protested against racism, and for additional protections for indigenous Australians. Health officials and leaders in Australia, the US and the UK have warned that mass protests in support of racial equality risk inadvertently re-sparking the virus. The Sabriwala temple in Kerala has decided that it will not be open to the public for the monthly prayers. The BJP had earlier criticised the CPIM-led Kerala government for allowing the temples under the state-funded Swam board to open for devotees. Senior BJP leader from Kerala, V. Murli Dharan, had said that the move raises suspicions. The party had said that as COVID-19 cases are steadily going up in Kerala, the decision to open the temple was an attempt by the government to dodge responsibility. There are around 3,000 temples in Kerala under the five Deva swarms, the temple affairs body controlled by the government. The union government had allowed reopening of places of worship, malls and restaurants from June 8th onwards across the country. While the Guru Vayu Lord Krishna temple in Kerala opened its doors to devotees, the Padmanabha Swami temple in the state capital remained shut. Scores of other temples run by the Sangh Parivar-backed Kshetra Samrakshana Samiti and Nayar Service Society had decided to defer the opening of temples till the end of this month. The Supreme Court today issued notices to Centre and Maharashtra government on a plea seeking transfer of probe and Palghar lynching case to the Central Bureau of Investigation, that is the CBI, and the National Investigation Agency, the NIA. The police had raised concerns over the investigation in the case and had claimed it was not possible for the Maharashtra CID to conduct a free and fair probe in the case. Two sadhus and their driver were lynched by a mob on the night of April 16th in Palghar in presence of the police. A bench headed by Justice Ashok Bhushan, in a hearing through video conferencing, took note of the petitions, including one filed by the sadhus of Sri Panch Dashban Juna Akhada, and the relatives of the deceased Sears, which alleged that the investigation by the state police was being carried out in a biased manner. Earlier, the apex court had directed the Maharashtra government to submit a status report on investigation in the Pulgar incident. The police have arrested 100 persons, including 9 juveniles, in connection with the case. An army soldier was killed and a civilian injured in the Mendha district last night after Pakistani troops resorted to unprovoked mortar shelling and small arms fire in various places along the line of control in Rajouri and Poonch districts of Jammu and Kashmir. The Indian Express reported that the deceased soldier sustained multiple wounds during the mortar shelling. He was evacuated to an army hospital in Rajouri, where he succumbed to injuries. The injured civilian has been identified as Naimatola, a police constable. He had come home on leave in Rajouri district's Rajdhani village of Manjakot area. He was later rushed to a district hospital. The army said that a few houses were damaged in the Naushera sector due to the intense mortar shelling. A police officer was injured after he, along with other cops, were attacked with lathis and stones by a group of assailants inside the police jockey in North Delhi's Lok. The accused also fired at the policemen, who managed to escape unhurt. The incident took place yesterday at around 11pm, when assailants came to the station to see three of their aides who were detained for allegedly looting a bakery in the area. A CCTV footage of the incident shows the men trashing the cops with batons who struggle to get rid of them. One of the aides then uses a pistol and starts firing. Delhi Police DCP Monica Bhardwath said that a sub-inspector tried to retaliate and one cop was injured in the incident and is undergoing treatment. So far, three men have been arrested and a search is on for the remaining assailants. To end it all, here's a Daily Dose meta-update. Something that will make accessing your favorite daily podcast easier through Google Assistant. Well, that's because we are now on Google's Virtual Assistant app. To enable the Daily Dose updates on the app, here's what you need to do. Number one, ask Google Assistant to play the news. Then go to settings, click on add new source and look for Daily Dose. Select Daily Dose and adjust the order you want. After doing the first three steps, all you have to say is, okay Google, play the news and it should work. This can be a bit tricky, so if you have any questions, feel free to tweet to News Laundry on Twitter or write to us at contact at newslaundry.com. That's all the news you have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent